Here with y'all once again from North Texas. I'm joined this evening by my boy Frank down in Austin. Hey, Brian. Frank, you doing all right? I'm doing well. I just want to give you a heads up. The music channel is a lot louder than your voice. Yeah, I realize that. I'm trying to fix okay. that issue right now. Don't <laughs> worry about it. We'll just fix that. I'm pretty sure we just blew a couple of amps. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't you worry your little head about it. <laughs> we'll fix all that shit in a minute. Um, anyway, so, yeah, uh, we're also joined by Derek out in California. Derek, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing quite lovely. Thank you. Ooh, quite lovely. I like the descriptor. That's <laughs> yeah. good. It's a sultry, a sultry introduction. They teach you that in Oregon? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah. But I'm been on vacation, so I just read a book today, and it was just great. So. You read a book? What the fuck what is that fuck? like? <laughs> what book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah what book did you um read? it was it's like a fantasy thing storm like archives i think it's the series oh nice mm. uh, it was like reading for pleasure it wasn't reading for that's math, awesome man like mathematics or anything wasn't, re- so. wasn't reading for learning yeah for sure uh, none, of that, none of that's been happening <laughs> get that learning shit out of my head hey hey quick before i forget Everybody needs to read the book Shoe God by Phil Knight. It's really fucking good. You know you talked about this a couple casts ago, right? I'm just telling you, read it. Okay. Well, read that. And while you're reading, be sure to go over and check out our social media pages, namely at No Beer Left Cast on Instagram. Be sure you subscribe over there as well as on iTunes. Now that we got that out of the way, Frank, what are you drinking tonight? Brian, I just want to tell you, I sometimes replace second nap with a chapter of Shoe Gods. Okay, that's how good that book is. Your second nap that you take on the clock? <laughs> Listen, Brian, no one needs to call people out here. Okay. First you called me out for having read one book this month. Derek read one today. Yeah, right. <laughs> Takes me about a quarter to get through a book, so don't worry about it. <clears throat> Then you hit it up with the old uh, calling me out for second nap. You know, no one knew what that was. That was an inside joke until you just. I think they could put they could put one and nap together, and they figure out, oh, it's the second time that I'm doing this today. Well, <laughs> anyway, yeah, how do they know it's not just Saturday and Sunday? No one said it wasn't. Brian, so, take a guess. I'm in a Yeti glass tonight. Coke, so you can't Coke see Zero shit. and rum. Brian, what? <laughs> You nailed it. <laughs> Hold nailed on. It. I'm going to go ahead and do this. Yeah, I, uh, I've i been feeling a little bit beard out this week. I had, I did have some really good, and I'll give them props, the Race Point cans that are out there in the market right now from Two Wheel, worth getting. They're actually delicious. They pour really well. The carbonation's good. You're not getting... For a small brewery, you always run the risk of some of them not sealing proper to, properly or whatever. Um, had six of them in, in the fridge, still have four left, but the first two were delicious. I'm sure the rest will be the accelerated lager had last night. That was really good too. Real That's consistent good. out of the can. Are so, they? Are they? Do they have their own canning line there in the brewery, or do they bring in a mobile canner? 
mobile canner, which is, yeah. I think they tried a rent-a-can thing where they actually ran the line. Like the people set them up, but they, they ran it. I don't know that that worked very well. So now they have third-party canning mm. and the, the people come in and do it all. Well, I'm sure the mobile canners have plenty of shit to do down there in Austin. They're not, uh, they're 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 not they're not uh, twiddling their thumbs very often. Are you soliciting mobile canning right now, right? So no, I just know that that's the thing that a lot of small breweries do, in yeah. lieu of uh, investing in a giant fucking canning line. <laughs> yeah, say, same thing in like Portland or Oregon area. Oh yeah, they're, they stay busy. How much do those cost? Um, I mean, they can be a hundred thousand dollars for a big ass fucking canning line, but. Good investment, though. Um, you can buy them used. I know as breweries uh, expand, they get nicer mm-hmm. ones and they sell their old. So uh, I know that's kind of what Lakewood did here in Dallas. They bought a used canning line, but it was miles beyond what their bottle, old bottling line was able to do even. So nice. it just depends on the, the time and place. Anyway, speaking of time and place, right now it's time to go out to Derek. Derek, what are you drinking this evening? Drinking a classic dogfish head, uh, uh, nice. Indian, Indian brown ale. Oh so. fuck, I love that beer. Yeah, it Damn was it. like I don't know, eleven bucks for a six pack, and out here that's like cheap for dogfish head. So Dude, that is sweet. a good deal here too. And it's delicious, and I had a steak to go with it. Oh really. shit! Nice Ooh. little char marks on the steak. Yep. Nice little brown. What was the cut? What cut did you go with? Uh, New York strip. Just Ooh, the best. I like that's, that's my favorite cut. You know what I like? I like the hamstring. It's nice and tendony. I like it. You know, okay, here's okay. I will be honest, if you know what to do with a piece of chuck, it is an incredible steak. But it does take a lot of tenderizing. You've got to understand kind of like it's gotta be seasoning for a good two hours before you put it on the grill. Frank but holy shit, so good. Frank, I saw something tonight at uh, Walmart of all places that I thought would pique your interest. Uh, at Walmart in the uh, snack aisle on the end cap, they have a whole end cap of biltong. It's so frustrating. It is I will say this. I know what it tastes like, it's really good. It is extremely expensive. It is very expensive in a small but package. But I know that like Brooklyn Biltong you can get it for much less for a lot more <laughs> yeah. meat. So here, here's here's the one thing that I'll tell you about Biltong that's currently being sold. Um, Derek, this is actually something that as a food science guy or the, the people out there at UC Davis, they need to figure out how <laughs> take jerky, no jerky and cured meat can be made in traditional methods, not using like enhanced drying methods or so what happens with Biltong and I'm not precisely sure. My dad knows a hell of a lot more about this, but we um, we looked into actually starting a business to cure biltong, and you have to add preservatives because they don't see salt as being enough of a preservative when you're curing meat. They're adding nitrates, I'm guessing. Yes, and that changes the process completely as well as changing the flavor. It 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 makes it... It probably probably lets, like half as lets, you, lets you use or not dry it as much, honestly. It, it makes – well, so first off, they require you to dry it more, so your curing time's longer. Um, if, if you use nitrites? Well, no. So or if you F- don't, don't use nitrites. The FDA, when you sell the meat, right, when you sell biltong in its – because biltong is never cooked. 
Okay, I don't know what biltong is. You're gonna have okay. To <laughs> biltong is like it's a pickled meat essentially that you dry. Okay. So it, it you should research it. It's really fucking good. You should actually just make it one time out there. Beef or pork or beef. You can do it with pork as well. But essentially what you do is you take the meat, you cut a roast, like a big hind-end roast, and you cut it into uh, steaks, and then you cut those steaks essentially in half. So you've got these strips of meat hanging, right? Okay. What you do with those is you you kind of um, smoke some spices on your stove, like uh, brown some spices, uh, cloves, um, uh, coriander, uh so those are the two that you actually end up. Yeah. Those are the two you brown, add it to salt, add it to a little bit of brown sugar, uh, kind of like it's, it's this whole spice mix. Then you take okay. the spice mix, you toss it on the meat, you put some vinegar over it and it cures in the vinegar for anywhere from kind of two to six hours. You take it out, you rinse it in vinegar again, you put coriander back on it and then you hang it in a space that's anywhere from 50 to 65 degrees, kind of that perfect wine temperature um, storage. And you let that hang uh, for anywhere from seven to 10 days, depending on the humidity. And then you cut it and that's your cured biltong. So the FDA, because of ancient kind of charcuterie laws. uh, Big shark is what I say. Well, they force people to use methods to fit into American beef jerky because American beef jerky gets smoked at a high temperature. And then, right. It's, it's essentially shelf stable is what they call it, but it's not any more shelf stable than Biltong would be. I, um, I, I don't outside. know if I agree with you on that. Um, Cause it sounds, it really sounds like the FDA's concern is a food safety issue. It is. Um, and it doesn't sound like you're getting it. But in no other country is it a food safe, safety issue. Like I'm, what I'm saying is, is I don't, I don't necessarily know the production built built on methodology. Like my dad knows, but that they use in South Africa and in the UK. But there's no food kind of safety. It, the shelf life is definitely shorter than say American beef jerky. Um, but the process that they use in Europe and the process that they use, and even for some of the Italian meats for Hamoni Berico from Spain. Um, <clears throat> if you made jamón ibérico in the U.S., that process would not be – the Spanish process would not be certified in the U.S. through the FDA. Well, what you, what you would have to do is do like a – what they call a validation, and that would be showing that you have a, micro, a level of microbial kill through your process. And if it matches up with what the uh, FDA um, has with, I guess, regular beef jerky, then you could say this process is the same. Yeah, we just we just got on like a really technical food science level. So, well, no, but I, I, found, I found it kind of astounding because it's one of those things that like it is a very ancient method of curing meat and it's it's not approved. And it's this is the only country where that method is not an acceptable like food safety method. It's it just it was interesting when we started researching it, how difficult even you, just changing that was. Yeah, you would, like I said, have to do a validation, um, and that could be done through a private lab, university, stuff like oh, that. Nice. But that's that's like what a lot of food safety 
people that are doing it where, where I work, they'll do validations. Oh, they do certifications of methodologies and shit. It's, it's like pro- process validation to make sure yeah. you're, you're getting that, that kill that you're, you're saying you're, you're achieving. Nice. Well, yeah, that was just one of my soapboxes about Bill Tong, Brian. Sorry. No, I just let you guys know I'm going to be submitting my patent for uh, chicken jerky. Uh, the first couple of batches came out really rancid, but I think I am going to nail the brine. Did you get them nice and medium rare right at the beginning? I, I got a sear on them, and then I let them hang at uh, 75 <laughs> degrees. And uh, the, once the fl- I knock the flies and maggots off of it, it is... Yeah crispy it is nice Derek, actually so there's some biltong curing in the warehouse right now i will uh not this batch because it's actually meant for my knees we'll make some more and i'll send you some biltong it's legit like the the comparison between what you can buy in trader joe's or walmart to or even brooklyn biltong to the real process is significant it's a significant difference. Listen, Big Jerky is out there trying to keep Biltong down, and I'm not for it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I, I just found out about this, what, what this is. <laughs> Biltong, I mean, Biltong on a flavor perspective. It's good. It's three times as good as American jerky. Like, American beef jerky is... Com- commercially available American beef jerky is yes. rough. Yeah. I, I do actually, the brand that they sold at the uh, Student Union store at Oklahoma State, that fucking thin strip jerky... That shit was pretty good. I, I was fine with that stuff. What's what's the origin of Biltong? What what like is it European or no no Chinese? Chinese? Oh okay. <laughs> it's not. Oh, uh, it's, oh no! I was thinking like the dried the dried like dried fish and, and oh China, so. Scandinavian. Yeah, so it, it's it's actually almost the same methodology, but it's um it is South African, and it was the way that the uh. So we had a great migration in our country. Like you guys moved west, we moved northeast. Um, so during that migration, they sustained themselves on dry goods. So they'd bake something called like it's called a rusk, but it's very similar to biscotti. Um, but it's much more nutrient dense. So you take like a whole wheat flour, add buttermilk. Like each each rusk is about 150 calories. Um, so you take that; it's like an energy bar, so energy bar essentially that you like dip in coffee. Yeah, then, Power Bar got their shit from South Africa. Then the other, the way you got your protein was through. And let's be honest, South Africans don't sustain themselves unless they leave the country on vegetables. So it's like carbs and protein, and then like a little bit of vegetables at the top. So um, <clears throat> the protein was biltong. So they would they would dry the biltong as they were migrating and. Um, Essentially, take it take it on the road with them. So. Yeah, okay. yeah, because it's way lighter. It loses half its its capacity, but the protein content's still there. Hmm. Gotcha. Half its weight. Yeah. Well, my name is Willem, and I'll be telling you now at the fifteen minute mark what I am drinking this evening. <laughs> Kicking it old school. Somebody's got to. <laughs> Brian, that was a very good throwback. I know it's for our OG listener. See what I did there? Singular. <laughs> uh, it's actually Willem. I, I, <laughs> Willem's Willem's the, said, better do a 15 minute late introduction. So. Uh, uh, I did hear, I got some feedback that there's some people who have joined listening late and uh, they hear us referencing shit and they're like, they're, they're learning along with us again. Like, uh, some people didn't know that Frank and Willem are related. <laughs> oh. Or that either of you come from another country. <laughs> oh. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's fun. Everybody gets to learn along. 
It's like piece, know, piecing, piecing up the backstory, really. Right? It's it's right. Hey, backstory. that's what, what keeps them coming back week to week. We deleted the first nine months of this podcast. We so did. Been... Although I really <laughs> would like to bring back my uh, singular like 20-minute cast that I did just by myself. You can I, bring that one back. I called a lot of shit that is actually happening now, and I want to make sure that I'm fucking getting credit for this thing. It's like basically being 98 0.5% correct in the March Madness bracket. Anyway, so real quick, what I am drinking this evening, it's funny because I'm not, I'm not 98.5% accurate. Anyway, uh, he's, he's confusing. It's statistics has never been his strong suit. Math, I'm not math good. Uh, so right now I am drinking Double mm Fruit Dream from Other Half. This is the last of the Other Half beers that Frank brought for me. And I say that as he takes his fucking headphones off and walks off a microphone. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, this, uh, God damn it. Uh, this is a uh, Berliner Weiss style ale, and uh, they, they're generous, and they say they call it a Berliner Weiss style uh, because this beast is 7% alcohol. I was about to ask the ABV. Yeah, it's fucking up there. Um, but this has got uh, dragon fruit, passion fruit, vanilla, and coconut. And I will say, this is really fucking heavenly. This is really, really good. Like, I haven't had a fruited Berliner Weiss that has been this soft and welcoming in a long time. Usually, especially when they get up in this high ABV, you start getting like uh, alcohol heat, but also like just this high, high, high acidity. Cause they think they need to offset the alcohol and it's just a fucking mess. So, um, Brian, for, for those that don't know, what's the traditional ABV for Berliner Weiss? <laughs> it should so be. It's, it's like three. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, old school Berliner Weiss, uh, real low, like three, four, five. Um, five. I say five because a lot of American Berliner Weisses you'll see are around that 5% range now. Um, but, yeah, when they came, when they first came from Germany, these, these bitches were real low in ABV. But that's because so, they were supposed to be. It was Sorry. it was the beer for the kids. Yep. Did you say that's a seven and a half? It's seven percent, seven point oh, which oh, is no. very very high. <laughs> but yeah, but that's a delicious beer. That yeah, thing no, is- it's it's amazing. It is amazingly good. So thank you for this, Frank. This is the last of the other half beers that I have. Uh, I don't want to say I forgot about it because I knew it was in there. But when I was looking through the fridge uh, tonight, I was like, ooh, oh yeah, I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna have that little guy. So- so Brian, you've you've gone the anniversary plus that one, which wasn't part of the anniversary right editions, but um, and it, also the the everything Citra was not. But yeah, did you did you have a singular like life changing beer? Fourth in that, anniversary in that range. Fourth anniversary. It was by yeah. far my favorite. I, it, I'm not saying that it was life changing in the that like it morphed the way I think about New England style IPAs. No, I mean No, I know. Like, I want to make sure I'm not being example. I'm not being like you know over the top here, but it was by far and away the best beer that you brought me. Um, and I yeah. say that because it hit all the flavor profiles, uh, hot flavor profiles that I'm looking for in a New England IPA, and it was just so fucking tasty. Like that is the if you're brewing a beer and you want to know. Like how, like you you can taste it and you under you know that whoever brewed the beer understood what hop A was going to taste like with hop B and what both of those were going to taste like with hop C, all to, like in a single package. It was fucking great. So and I feel I feel I, I totally agree with you. Like I think fourth for me, there the two favorites that I had was definitely fourth was. It, 
1A, and then I'd say the Everything Citra was 1B. Like, I really like that beer as well because that beer is so pleasant for someone who doesn't normally like IPAs mm-hmm. that it it's a really good introduction back into this style because this style isn't traditional IPA. Right. Um, it's very pleasant, but you, you can't go wrong by introducing, say, oh, hey, this is a juicy IPA, and you put something in front of them, and they're like, yeah, but it's a little bit bitter, i.e., I. the first anniversary. Um, it was a little bit more bitter than anything else that you had in that lineup. So Here's what's wild. I, uh, the hot bill on that fourth anniversary is a good chunk of hops that I'm not a big fan of uh, when they're together. So the fact that they made all these flavors dance together beautifully is that much they use citra galaxy enigma which i've this is the first beer i've had enigma in that i was a fan of el dorado which i love el dorado but with mosaic mixed in mosaic and citra together typically put off this weird ass cat piss that i'm not a big fan of um but then they also use citra lupulin powder uh and it was quadruple dry hopped which i mean it was over the top. It was an anniversary beer, so it was over the top of shit. But it's good. It is it's, so damn good. What does quadruple dry hop mean? Uh, so uh, for New England uh, style, Derek, Derek, I'll take this. Quadruple is four. Okay. No, no, I, 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 so, know, I know that. <laughs> so uh, four, four, four different editions at different times. Yeah. Or, so for most New England style IPAs, you know, they do a, a dry hop edition, or basically all late all late hopping usually after the kettles even turned off. So you still have some isomerization, but you're not pulling any bitterness. And then, right. you know, you're usually hopping doing a dry hop edition during fermentation, during act, active fermentation. Um, oh, they're doing it during a lot of, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's how you get that's that you, for that style. Yeah. That's for the style. That's how you get biotransformation okay. of hops where the hop oils actually like meld together with fermenting yeast cells and you get these very unique flavors that are found in these beer styles. Um, so it's like a yeast metabolite essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're it's, yeah, it's someone a yeast nutrient in there that no one else has used before because everybody's always used the whole wait until fermentation's done. And then you throw in your fucking dry hop. Cause, cause like, uh, terpenes, terpenoids, mm-hmm. those can have like antimicrobial properties. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe that's like affecting what the yeast are, are putting out as far as secondary metabolites. Yeah. It's like, uh, I, I, I explained it this way when I was, uh, doing a quick beer education at work it's like throwing uh taking a pre-workout drink <laughs> like it, it may not do anything but uh you know it may not do anything to your muscles other than the fact that it uh you get some flavor thrown in there <laughs> like you get that extra little boost uh and I'll what the, 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 I, hold on, the boost that you're getting in here is a boost in flavor that you wouldn't normally get out of a yeast that has very neutral uh characteristics right okay so especially like low flocculent uh, England English style uh, strains, which a lot of these uh, East Coast brewers are using, they're already putting off some fruity esters, but they're fruity plus because they're latching on to these uh, the hop uh, loop uh, like terpenes, terpenes, yeah, terpenes, terpenoids, yeah. That's okay. So so it sounds like that the those are just a, they're affecting the yeast me- metabolism essentially. Exactly. Um, and the quadruple dry hop, I think, is probably more of a marketing thing than anything else. But, I mean, they're just using a shit ton of hops in here. That, that was the point I was trying to get at. Yeah. No, it was 100% marketing. What is it? 
uh, you, it, traditionally you'll have a double a double hop a double dry hop in there because you do have those flavors that are created in the during active fermentation and then you also throw in dry hops after as fermentation starts to slow down so that you do get those those big uh, aromatic bursts uh, when you first pour the beer that you get from like traditional double IPAs. So also that fourth anniversary is 10% and it drank like a fucking five percenter. So, Oh, dangerous. Well, that's, that's the danger with all other half beers. Yeah. Like 90% of them, you would never know how high in alcohol they are. Yeah. They're, if you put them down. they are fucking all high and they should not. Yeah, they shouldn't be consumed. They shouldn't be consumed in the quantities that they're <laughs> capable of being consumed. Yeah, no, it's scary. That everything Citra, I think it clocks in at like just over nine, maybe ten percent, and it, Derek drinks like an orange mimosa. Oh yeah. gosh, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> fucking incredible. Speaking of orange mimosa, so and, and beer, uh, Bell's Brewing. You know, my my boys up in Michigan. Yep. My big my big bell head, big bell the fan. Overons, yeah, Brian. Um, nice with it. Did. Uh, Hop slam, hop slam. I got hop slammed. You know, I didn't have it this year, and my my body thanks me for it. Anyway, um, <laughs> they released a hazy IPA that is a year round beer, and it's called oh, it's called Official, and it is fucking phenomenal. The beer is so goddamn good, and yeah. it annoys me because I know what's going to happen. It's going to be available year round, and people are just going to be they're going to sleep on it. And it's going to fucking go away and it's going to piss me off. So if there's anything that I'm going to do this year, it is two, two things. Every time I go to total wine, I'm buying a 12 pack of Firestone lager. Cause that shit's 1199 for 12 Firestone beers. Are you goddamn kidding me? Well, yeah, it's also a phenomenal lager buying a 12 pack of that. And I'm buying a six pack of bells official every goddamn time I go into total wine. Shit, Brian, how often do you go to total wine? Wait, wait. <laughs> Let's not get into Every that. Every other right day. Now. Let's not get into <laughs> that. Hey, 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 let's not get into that right now. Um, honey, honey, why do we have an entire pallet of Firestone oh, shit. lager in the bathroom? That, that, that stuff does not stick around that long. It won't pile up. Trust me. Here's, uh, here, all right. So just let's just rewind a minute. Um, so pre-workout, I know you knocked it. I don't use it. I will tell you the amount of fucking caffeine in that shit is what people are feeling when they drink it. So they drink it. They're like, oh, drink it 30 minutes, and you'll feel better about everything while you're working. Yeah, you're fucking high on caffeine. <laughs> yeah, it kind of depends what you're doing, too. Like, yeah, but, I mean, if you're lifting, right? Yeah, if you're, if you're lifting, but if you're, like, running and you're jacking your heart rate up already with pre-workout. Yeah. I accidentally did that one time. I took a C4 pre-workout, and uh, I know shit ran seven miles as a warm-up on accident. Have you ever seen me run seven miles? I fucking did it, it to the point where I, I thought I was going to have to call my wife and have her come pick me up because I had run so far away from the house. I was like, I don't fucking it's going to be an hour before I get back because I can't run anymore. <laughs> this is dumb. I'll tell you the only the last time I used pre-workout stuff was the only fucking time I ever beat Derek at a fucking workout. The only time Do you remember that at the Colvin Derek. That's a long time ago. (laughs) Colvin Derek was was like hella hungover. The only fucking reason that happened was because actually now that you're bringing it up, I remember this. I'm like, what? What are we doing? What are we doing next? And Derek was like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) We're doing like thrusters. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like killing it. Yeah, no, I stayed away from it because that that shit will make you like 
wear out yourself. Like it, it is fuck. Yeah, that shit is not. It's good for you. Make a man out of you. No. <laughs> I I don't I don't use it, and I work out pretty regularly. So yeah, I have no reason to raise my heart rate. Mm. Workout does enough for me. I like Thank living you. on the edge of emergency room visits. That's what I like to do. I don't. I actually, after that, I looked at the caffeine content because I felt wired the whole time. Because what they sell, they're like, "Oh no, it's B twelve, yeah, motherfucker, it's B twelve, and you add like it's it's both, right? Healthy yeah. dose of caffeine. It vacil. It's a what do they call it? It's a vacillator, va- whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's, it's dilates a your oxide inducer yeah. or whatever they could. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, it's going to increase the bu- the blood flow. Yeah, the because pump. you're fucking up your heart. Get your good <laughs> pump going. Yeah. Fucking chest explodes. Good job. <laughs> really appreciate that. Got a good pump on that. Yeah. Holy shit balls. So it's but they make all the claims and then all they say at the end is like not FDA approved. No. Like, oh shit. Thanks. <laughs> it's pre workout and it's, dick it's, pills. It's you can't a, put food or drug, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, this is a powder, buddy. It's, it's the powder. a powder. You actually have to <laughs> you know what else is a it's powder? An aerosol. Cocaine. Yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah. an aerosol. You gotta <laughs> Take it in nasally, nasally. No, that's not it. My pre-workout. Yeah, (laughs) that was in the '80s. It was in the Arnold Classic. My pre-workout was in a needle and on a mirror. That was (laughs) fuck shit up back then in the natural body world. Yeah, I was all natural. (laughs) So it looked like you had garden hoses running down your arm. Yeah. Also, you haven't done anything. You didn't even trim. What the fuck? No, yeah, full bush, man. You kept everything. You know, the Speedo contest was a real jungle back then. <laughs> One time. <laughs> never mind. Not even a fucking Everybody had a bulge. Uh, yeah. How did we get to this? Uh, Derek, uh, th- here's a secret about Nobody Left Behind. Within an hour, we're going to talk about dicks. It's inevitable. It, like, Derek, it doesn't help that your mind went there first. I don't understand. Yeah, you know, why don't you get your mind out of the gutter, Derek? Yeah, talk about hairy chest, Derek. Yeah, obviously, his yeah. nipples were bulging from hair. I don't know. He was wearing a one piece. Jeez, she, yeah, that, like an American gladiator out there, just in a one piece. It's like he's wearing a squat suit. About four people get that. The depths that we have reached. No. Uh, How did we get here? I don't know. It's a, it's a profound question, right? <laughs> Fuck. I think I need another beer to answer it. Hold on. Let me get there. It needs to happen. Someone needs to write a novel. So we should probably have Mueller on the case. And then we'll have him release the report to Derek. Probably 600 pages of investigative journalism. I'll write, I'll write a, a paragraph. A paragraph. I, I think that's about all I could consume as a... Uh, hey, can you write a... Can you write a as a as a as a hair truther that's about all i can digest can okay? you so, can you write me a book jacket uh cover like a, a back blurb for this yeah. uh, 600 page report could you possibly add a new york times bestseller to that as well yeah i got that stamp in the in the drawer let me yeah. get that out here just stamp just it on wanna me. be sure that you know that is probably the most ridiculous thing that has happened this like the Mueller report was delivered and it cleared him of collusion and da 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 da. You're like, okay, sounds good. Neat. Don't believe it. Sounds good. That sounds fair, right? Like, and then you go, oh, 300 pages. You distilled it into what I wrote for a really fucking lazy book report in like third grade. 
<laughs> a half ass. How, how long did it take them to put that out? About two thirty days. minutes. Oh, two days. Oh, so, so they, two days. They, yeah. they really read that then, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, just mean, like, if you're like trying to figure out stuff and what's going on, it's going to take a while to go through 300 pages. Derek, That's, you don't get to the point Derek, where they're like, at like, in the world without being able to as really anybody, knock things out. As any, okay, so let's <laughs> let's equate this to like a Tolkien novel, right? I've read, I don't know, a hundred pages of Game of Thrones, mm. and I can't track the characters. I don't think Tolkien so, wrote Game of Thrones. Just so we're clear. <laughs> I'm, Pretty sure he did. It was George R. R. Martin. Sorry, Martin, 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 Martin. God damn it! So, okay, Tolkien was like the Hobbit. Lord yeah, of Rings. he was. He was Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry, I got him confused. Either way, same thing applies. Okay. You read 100 pages and you're like, I'm fucking lost. Let me go back. Let me find a guide. Like, find so a guide going on here. Cliff <laughs> notes. You go read off the top, motherfucker. Get back to me, okay? So, what it comes down to is like. Yes, these are complex stories. This is a complex, complex report. Four pages, two days, bullshit. He read like a hundred pages, got the first quotes that met his shit, and he was like, "Bam, got it." Did he cite things? Did he, I don't want page numbers. He Did he use three, eight? He pulled three sentences, paraphrased from the report was in it, three pages. I mean, that's just like Chicago style, or is it APA? It, yeah, single or double space. <laughs> Did he no, have what's the actually, you know, actually, someone pointed out the absurdity of it today. It was like three pages, single spaced. <laughs> They're like <laughs> four single spaced pages. Let's, let's get to, yeah, let's get to brass tacks here. Three pages, single space. This is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, let's go on a victory lap. Um, like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, sounds good, buddy. Hey, you remember the same guy who like Don Junior came home and was like, "Daddy, I fucked her," and you're like, "All right, son." Sounds good. I don't know where that went. It went into a weird place. I know that. Um, I was going to bring up here is a piece of shit. Okay, no one's that all the time. No one's disputing that. Do you remember that time that uh, they? Brian, you remember the time that a bunch of old white dudes signed a piece of paper that amounted to nothing, and then they all had Bud Lights in the Rose Garden to celebrate? Oh yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah, we we repealed and replaced. No repeal. No. Adjusted, you know. We all don't like the affordable. <laughs> we don't like the Affordable Care Act, and we all sign this piece of paper saying we don't like it. Let's yeah. crack some, let's crack some crispy boys with the, with the fellas, and then yeah, let's get, get Susan Collins out here. Get, no, she's at the Senate, sir. Shit. That's <laughs> uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. What's her wrinkled ass doing these days? I don't think you want her out here right now. It's not a good look. She has cancer. She oh, would, God. All right. Well, she Donnie, has, Donnie, you ready to appoint another one? She has cancer, and she will still whip all your asses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> old lady's doing fucking burpees out there in, at 89, however old she well, is. I don't think anybody knows, but uh, fucking Jackie Chan and her are tight friends. I feel like I went to a racist place right there. Oh, she's um, got a she's got a black belt. Taekwondo. You didn't know that? Well, Jackie Chan. Okay. All right. Frank, you poured a new beer. Before we go down any weirder, like uh, uh, celebrity corner with Frank, Brian, yes, Brian, yeah. I have you. I will have you know okay. that was a completely made up fact. No, yeah. oh my god, you don't say. I'm gonna have to go Do back and play. edit it out. She had a brown belt. Oh, well, fuck. Now we all understand. Sure, it wasn't purple or lat purple. 
misquoted. Well, I'm not going to undersell the lady. Had a lilac belt and uh, Jeet Kundo and Yeet at uh, Yeet Kundo. <laughs> yeet. I was going to say just for a second there. <laughs> yeet. Maybe apologize. What? Well, the first thing you said is inappropriate. Jeet Kundo. That's an actual like fighting style. Oh, okay. Well, if you say the first word alone, that's not okay. Well, I'll look it up and then I'll bleep it if it's not. It'll be fun. Can't wait. I'm pretty sure the first thing is a slur. (laughs) Um, There it is. (laughs) No, not the slur. There's a lot of uh, academies here in the DFW area that teach it. So suck on them. Oh, that was Bruce Lee's fucking shit. What the? Suck on them nards. What are you drinking, Frank? Just do the first. Well, you're on your home computer. Yeah, I'm no. I'm on my work computer. <laughs> I'm not yeah, doing that. Uh, just the first word here. Is, are you going to pop up? Frank is now on the racial slur database. <laughs> not going to. <laughs> Haven't visited that in a while. Uh, okay. So, anyways, I am drinking the ever lovely uh, Prairie Christmas Bomb. Okay. And it has a lot of cinnamon, but not overly cinnamon. So yeah. <laughs> it's, good. it's good. Um yeah, I think you might be mis you might be misremembering a racial slur, Frank. I am. This is actually did you eat? Yes, that's uh, what I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm always careful with these things, Brian. I, I was sweating. I was like I was getting ready. The white guy in me was things. the white guy know. in me was Something talking. I don't use commonly, I always think it might be. I was, so I just don't. I picture myself talking behind a podium asking for my job back. I was like, I'm very sorry. I didn't know that's what it meant. You said it again. I'm very, I uh, I went as an Asian American in college uh, for a breakdancing competition and I won. Would you like to see me breakdance? And then that's the whole thing. Hmm? Yellow face is the real question. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Uh, No, sorry. There's, I moved. The springs on my microphone stand are humming. Like everybody in Brazil, Oklahoma has some skeleton. Uh, my, uh, no, I'm not even going to get into my skeleton, but no, I don't think we have to worry about her. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Oh my gosh. Don't uh, even. Um, that sounds really good. bad. It does. Oh, Derek, she is dead. <laughs> no, no. Oh, we'll talk about one? it off the cast. <laughs> anyway, Derek, did you open a new beer to quickly change the subject? I, I did, okay. but it's not going to, it might not change the subject. Uh, okay. Um, I got uh, a sh- a shy super dry, which is a uh, pretty good Japanese beer. The Japanese beer. Yeah. What can you hold up the the bottle or can, Derek? That is not in front. There you go. Sahi. Oh wow, I've never had that. Yeah, it's pretty available in when I lived in Thailand. I was gonna say it's a uh, any any uh, like sushi restaurant will have that. Uh, that and Sapporo are going to be like the two main staples. Okay. So I actually like, I think I like Ashaya a little bit more. I'm probably saying it wrong too. I always thought it was Asahi, but you've uh, Asahi. been far more cultured than I. So uh, I'm probably saying it wrong. Asahi. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't shy, it would be. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I was like reading it. I'm like, why am I saying like this? I, I don't know, but wrong. I thought you were talking. It was some like slang for another beer. I was like, oh shit, it's some super dry. 
maybe in a different nation they pronounce oh. the H when it's on the other side of the A. Hey, yeah. I don't know these things. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That's funny. Um, <laughs> I'm pronouncing it wrong. I'm pretty sure that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sums up all of No Beer Left Behind for like 70% of our content. Exactly. It's because Troy quit the cast. I mean, yeah. he just doesn't have any more truth being spoken. Here. Yeah, he was our Fox News. <laughs> Fox <laughs> well, News no, fact, Troy checker. Was our fact checker. We are Fox News. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> See, if he was here, he would have told me that, but we had to do it all our own. I, See, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep him honest, Troy, because I do believe Bill O'Reilly had a segment at one point called Keeping Him Honest. No. Have, have, have you, you guys have a, had Sing or it's spelled like Sing Ha? Ching Tao? Yeah. Oh, wait, Sing Ha. No, I'm sorry. That's the one with the uh, tiger? It's, it's, no, it's a Thai beer. They just call it Sing. And I was calling it Sing Ha like, while I was over there until I was correct. <laughs> I've had that. Until you were kicked yeah. in the shins and corrected. Like what they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it says a sing ha. Like sing. I mean it does say sing ha, and they do sell it as a premium import, but it's a Thai beer. It is a Thai beer, which is where I I lived there. In Thailand, does it say premium import? Premium import? No, no. Okay. Um it's it's actually like a little bit it's like the upper um like a little bit more expensive than some of the other beers. But you know Um, what I appreciate about the beer culture in Asia? The ice they put in the, the glasses in Thailand. Well, no, so I've not had that, but it's the it's the centered around lager pilsner styles. Oh, for sure, for sure. Ryan can attest to the fact that that's like my favorite, um, including the ESB, which is why I really enjoy British beers as well. True, he's not lying, ladies and gentlemen. I will attest to that. <laughs> I'm I'm not a huge fan of the yeah. I've said it many times. I don't need to. Remember. <laughs> You don't need to refuck. We don't need to open that can of beans or whatever the saying is. Be fucking heated. Um, I am drinking a uh, 2019 Firestone Walker Sukaba, which Ooh, is good vintage. Good vintage is yeah. It's the 2019 version of their barrel aged barley wine that they put in abacus wine barrels. Ooh. Which the fun story behind that is that's the reason they called it Sukaba because uh, when they submitted it to TTB for naming, they had it labeled as abacus. And this is one of the first barrel-aged beers to come out of Firestone Walker, and a lot of uh, it was one of the first to come out as a wine barrel-aged beer. And when the TTB saw it come across their their uh, uh, fucking filings, they were like, "No, this isn't a wine. You can't call it Abacus." So Firestone Walker, being the cheeky bastards they are, they were like, "All right, what's Abacus backwards? Sukaba. Boom, done. We're gonna call it Sukaba." <laughs> So, hold on. Is it Abacus anywhere else? No, 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 no. It's not because they wouldn't let the they wouldn't let oh, Firestone Walker federal label approval. Yeah, for cross state transportation. Got it. Okay. Um. So for for but you got to remember this was back in the early two thousands that this shit happened. Yeah. No fair. People fair. were dumb back then. I was just wondering if if maybe this was one of those things where in Texas it's called something slightly different because the TABC had their own way. Uh, no, typically that doesn't – they don't have that. Um, typically the only time that you see name changes by regionality is if there's another beer in that's sold in that area with that name yeah. beforehand. Like um, notably here in Texas, New Belgium had a, a session IPA that came out 
that everywhere else in the country was called Slow Ride. But here in Texas, it was called Session IPA because um, Independence Brewing out of Austin had a beer called Slow Ride. Oh, got it. And they were like, hey, you know what? We don't want to infringe upon you. We're not going to do anything about you know. We're going to change the name. However, they have a beer coming out this summer called Jucifer, and um, which they're selling everywhere that they have distribution. And uh, Roughtail at Oklahoma City makes a beer every fall called Hail Jucifer, and they're the same fucking style of beer too. So I don't know, I don't know what uh, changed the New Belgium's uh, ways, but zero shit. Um, I don't know. That's a good. Point. I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> like, there's a lot of breweries out there, right? Are you going to know every name of every beer? Yeah, they already caught some shit earlier, um, and we, this will translate. This will transition to us. Uh, so they caught shit early in 2018 when they changed their cans. Like the fire, uh, New Belgium put cans out that made their little ranger skeleton character. If you put two cans together, it makes a full like two can tall uh, character oh, or cartoon character. Do what? know that yeah it's pretty cool um they only did it on a few of their versions of their cans uh but it pissed off some local people namely noble ray brewing in dallas because that's their whole shtick like their cans if you line their cans up two at a time they make a full character and that that's how they uh stack their cans on shelves it's a whole it's a whole marketing thing that they do and they were real pissed off about it when New Belgium did that. New Belgium didn't do anything about it. They were just like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. You're, I'm not taking anything from you. Um, and then the whole point was kind of moot because New Bel- or, uh, cause, uh, Noble Ray filed for bankruptcy in January. And as of April 1st, they're shutting the doors. <laughs> so uh, they are no moss. Which yeah, that sounds sounds like a marketing strategy, not something not something copywritten, copyrightable. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but it's one of those things like a company like New Belgium can could really come into a market and say "fuck you" and take people deep into court fees over naming rights and shit like that. But they typically yeah. choose not to do that. Um, I don't know well, why. There are so many names available. Your your brewery is your brand. Right. Well, unfortunately, uh, New Belgium holds the unique problem of being called Fat Tire all the time. Like, <laughs> oh, I had yeah, Fat Tire Juicy Haze Ranger IPA. You're like, no, asshole, you had New Belgium. And they're like, everything you, becomes Fat Tire. You remember when our buddy Max used to drive down and get like 24? Yeah, I went on a run with him. To do yeah, that. he would come across the border and get Fat Tire and go back to water <laughs> hey man this dedication to the craft that was before anybody that was else before is that dedicated anything before yeah. craft was a thing like we were still drinking pig's eye well we were drinking no we we had boulevard wheat derek would buy 30 racks of pig's eye when the Jeez, when, when 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 the spring box won the fucking world cup at 8 a.m in the morning we got hammered off fucking pig's eye <laughs> I remember pig's Eileen being a thing, and that was yeah, disgusting. That was we were watching our figure. It was so <laughs> gross. Uh, what was it, Derek? It was like nine dollars or twelve dollars for a thirty rack. It, it was super duper cheap. Yeah, I remember was, paying nine dollars for a twelve pack. That uh-uh. was, and it was hot. <laughs> that was insane. Like it was so cheap, it tasted like complete ass. Oh, it was. It's hard to describe too because even the lean, the pig's eye lean was like five and a half percent alcohol. It wasn't yeah. like it was a three percent or anything. Yeah. 
Uh, Derek, I remember the first time I had uh, Boulevard Wheat was with you over at G Unit, and I was like, "Oh, this shit is like, uh, this is like, this is like drinking bread dough." I don't know if I can get through all this. And then uh, remembering, like, uh, I don't know, fast forward maybe twelve months later, and we're sitting out at White Barn, just dr- like Mike and I drinking uh, four dollars worth of uh, quarter Boulevard wheat pints <laughs> like, before we went and tried to play golf. And we just <laughs> utterly sucked. Like I fell asleep on a tee box. Oh my gosh. I just remember Boulevard wheat was like, Oh, it's so good now, man. I, fuck, I don't even know what I was thinking when I was like, this beer's heavy. Drink so many of these beers right now. I remember it's being like all about the lining Google Berry Vice too. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've got a reputation around the office as being a Berry Vice guy. Really? Yeah. They're like, because I told them that one story about us pooling our plasma money together and buying alcohol, and oh, then man, like we all we all had that one bit of like the one purchase that we had someone else make for us because we weren't twenty one. We'd all have that one purchase. It was like, oh, get statute oh, of limitations are done. Yeah, we're fucking. I'm, it's goddamn over a decade ago. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Uh, and Everclear. Yeah, but Frank would have some like Amarula as his like specialty pickup. Oh, and hold on, hold on though. No, no, no. We made no. I'm not. I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into that. I'm talking about the specialty pickups because I remember uh, the one time I had. I was like, you know what? I saved up some extra money. I'm gonna give me a full case of Lina Kugel. I'm gonna get fucked up. And it was about this time of year because Mrs. Brian was at the uh, Big Twelve Championship game. She was cheering for them uh, or Big Twelve Championship uh, tournament or whatever. And uh, I donated plasma, and I was like, I'm going to work my way through this whole case of beer tonight. I drank two of them and was doing a British accent uncontrollably. They couldn't stop me. I couldn't be stopped. I was in Parker's apartment just telling everybody, hello. And uh, anyway, two beers, and I was fucking hammered. Two, like, 4% alcohol beers. Shithoused. Low plasma. beauty of giving plasma. So good. It was. But that's that's that was... Everybody who was part of that profit sharing group, which is what we referred to, <laughs> <laughs> we did. profit sharing. It was a, a fucking MLM for plasma. Yeah, I mean, if you ever want to throw parties in college, get a couple buddies together, donate some plasma, pool the money, get someone that's twenty one to go buy as much alcohol as you can. Um, but really, buy a keg, buy make, some really cheap. Vodka. Make sure to refer each other. Yeah, we got paid for that too. Shit, yeah, we did. <laughs> other and get an extra 20 bucks per time um yeah i'm telling you like it's it's a foolproof method of, of throwing some classic part we never charged covers um, we should have really recouped paid off college really we should have recouped some of uh mike's pain and anguish remember that the one time he went and his little skinny ass arms got fucking blown up because somebody missed a vein he was just having <laughs> mike had the most enjoyment out of the um the good sharing. alcohol because he didn't ever donate plasma but we always i mean <laughs> afterwards we could each drink like four drinks oh, maybe yeah. <laughs> we were our blood was so thin <laughs> so mike was we like pouring good alcohol yeah we were uh, laid out done. on the fucking ground <laughs> uh, we're done pig's eye uh a, a couple of things remember uh that fucking plasma group. That was the first time I ever had Genesee cream ale and uh, uh, little Kings, the other cream ale 
Ooh, little kings, they come, it comes with a little crown. It doesn't come with a crown. Derek cut one out of the fucking eight pack that it, that he bought or whatever. No, I, I, I didn't cut it. Somebody else did and then put it on because it was like it was, me. Yeah, it was. You, something. <laughs> it was like my birthday or something. It was, yeah, it was your birthday. You had little king's hat. Derek stole thunder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Brian stole thunder. I did. I took it off and then yelled at our neighbors to get the fuck out of our house. But all that aside. Uh, and they were invited guests. They were invited guests. No one told me. I told them to get the fuck out. It was a whole thing. It was that day they never spoke to us again. You know, <laughs> I, I fucking, I've lived an okay life. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> you, how would you ever know it would have been better? I doubt it. I'm living the best life. I'm drinking Sacaba right now from my fucking house. So <laughs> I'm fine. Doing all right. Uh, no. What I was going to say, Genesee and uh, other half got together and brewed a cream ale collaboration Ooh. last week. I, I I saw the can. I was like, that, that said that can says Genesee in Genesee font. I'm like, someone's about to get the shit suit out of him. And then I look. I'm like, oh, it's a collaboration with other half. Are you fucking kidding me? Do it. When did they release it? Uh, last week, I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm already last week. Shit. Yeah, I'm already seeing pictures posted up on the grams. So well, if you see if you see another one of those coming up, yeah, no, I'll let, I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you a heads up. Uh, uh, anyway. So that was fun, fun, yeah. exciting stuff. Reliving all oh, the old glory days of plasma giving and cheap beer drinking. I don't think we've actually told the plasma story before. I think we have, but it was probably drunken <laughs> one night and people catching up again, right? Yeah, we catch people up. So, right. just a quick, a quick uh, rate beer review of Pig's Eileen. Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first review, 2.3, 1.9, 1.0, 0.8, 0.5. These 0.9. are all out of five? Do they still make this? They do. Available? Oh, wow. <laughs> you'd, you'd enjoy this. It's from La Crosse, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, there is a tradition in that city, and what the fuck are you doing? So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Did you, Maybe the tradition started with Pig's Eye, and the Google's people were like, yeah, Hold fuck on. this. We're going to move Chippewa Falls and started like brewing good beer. Wait, where are you reading this information? Because I see that it's from Minnesota. Uh, so on Rape Beer, it says Lacrosse, Wisconsin. It's part of the. But I've seen Minnesota, so I don't know. It's from there, and there is legit like Grain Belt is a legit good, like cheap beer. Bruh. it's the Pig's Eye Brewing Company. Now is established. It was established in 2002 in St. Paul, Minnesota. The brand uh, Pig's Eye uh, and the Pitbull beer. Uh, it was their two, their two main brands. They were based out of the Minnesota Brewing Company. Okay. Uh, and introduced, <laughs> introduced the beer in 1992, but it had to fold due to financial troubles. No, 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 no surprise. Yeah. Back- who saw that one coming? <laughs> I don't know why Rate right Beer has it as Lacrosse, Wisconsin, well, but it's it- the Wikipedia of beer. It also may have been rebought by a different company. Both states have very, very long-rooted, strong-standing craft beer traditions. Like they have local breweries that everybody supported through crashes, and while other breweries were closing down nationwide, they stayed open. So, anyways, uh, getting back to reviews, one point eight point five. Then there's this mysterious fella, odd forty ounce or OD forty ounce, I guess. 774 reviews, which I feel like is a decent amount. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's decent. Some people have crazy amounts, but 774. 
reviews it golden in color with a wheat head clean crisp brew i don't remember it being crisp but okay <laughs> Um, just I get it cold enough. <laughs> yeah. I thought I thought this was a good beer, but I wouldn't go out of my way to drink it, which is a counterintuitive thing, right? Like he's like it's a shotgunnable beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. So he gives it a review of aroma eight out of ten. I remember that beer smelling like dog Steel. shit. Hey, like <laughs> no fucking way that beer has an eight out of ten aroma. Just no way. Uh, appearance three out of five yeah it looked like beer if that's what we're going for here taste seven out of ten what maybe he's maybe he suffered some sort of traumatic tongue injury as a child yeah or yeah i mean or he ate some real good cheese beforehand um gave it a four out of five on the palate i'm just gonna let everybody know it's much more resembling a sub one and a half than it is a 3.4 it's just not an everyday drinker. <laughs> Brewer, Beer Advocate has it as a 1.96 out of 5. And uh, for those of you keeping track at home, uh, their generic rating for that is simply awful. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. Like, <laughs> 3 is like good or whatever. 1.96 is awful. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is an awful beer. There's nothing about that beer that is enticing, drinkable, nothing. Pigseyebeer.com is uh, 403 Forbidden Error. That is a... Uh, yeah, I think we should go pick that, pick that uh, website up, that domain up, and take care of it. Really nurture it back to the powerhouse it once was. Uh, one thing that stood out to me is one of these reviews said, uh, bought a 12-pack for three ninety nine. <laughs> It was insanely cheap, is what I remember. <laughs> that, was, that was probably fuck? like real. Like that was probably how much I was paying. Uh, okay, so this one is actually okay. Uh, flavor is faint at best. Maybe some grassy notes. Best drunk cold, and much better if you add a lime. Dare I say, a hundred percent improvement of an otherwise humdrum beer. How dare you? <laughs> I'm not, no, uh, not a bad beer if you are on the Atkins diet or are broke in Oklahoma. You can get it for two dollars and sixty cents a six pack, or nine ninety nine for a case. That's what it was. But yeah, otherwise, we ten dollars thirty rack. That is the correct price. But otherwise, I don't think I would recommend it. The one plus, it will get you drunk. I think one of us might have written that. And that was in two thousand six that that review was left. Derek and I. And well, Mike would buy nice. the thirty racks, and like it, we'd each take six or seven, and it was a good, it was a good like consistent. You don't need more six or seven party on, and it cost you what two bucks, three bucks. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. Yeah, we were making twenty dollars in plasma and buying that thirty. <laughs> rack. We we invested the other ten. In ourselves, in ourselves, yeah, yeah. in like Carl's Junior burgers and uh, <laughs> and uh, Sky Vodka by the handle. <laughs> God damn, I don't know how we fucking survive college. I'm gonna be honest with you. Do you I realize? Did. Do you realize it is Saturday, Friday nights? It will be ten years since I graduated college in like next month. Mm-hmm. Ten years. What have you done with your life, Brian? Nothing. Not done enough for fucking 10 years gone. Created another human being who's still multiplying cells every day. Okay, yeah. That's <laughs> all right. 
Yeah, when you look at it that way, I guess I've accomplished enough. Hit pinnacle. I've hit my peak. Uh, no, you've good. hit something. I wouldn't call it a peak. I've hit something. It's better than some of our classmates, which I'm sure they've hit their wives. So I don't know. Is that a domestic <laughs> violence joke? Brian. Too far? Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck it. It was my male accomplishment. That was Oklahoma and me coming out. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> Oh man! So which which classmates? Jeez, <laughs> I don't know. Pick one. I went to public school in Oklahoma. Uh, so. like high school. Yeah, high yeah. The same classmates who had a fucking DUI contest at the ten year reunion. I'm sure Mark oh Mark has hit one by now. Oh yeah, I, yeah. He's hit other people's wives. <laughs> He's, yeah, we we all know we all know who you're talking about. Um, yeah. Was, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder what happened to him. I have an idea. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Facebook. What happened to him? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's. It's, I, it's, I, it's I, a mystery I, that we won't answer this cast. Yeah, I don't no, think so. I'm sure Parker has an update on it. <laughs> oh, you know he fucking does. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, what, uh, what else you guys got? It's been a while since we've all been on at the same time. Derek, it's been... It's been a minute. We, you were on the last cast, I guess, with uh, with yeah, was, uh, Mrs. I've Brown. Been, I've, I've been off for a week, so it's or this this you know this week. It's been nice. Been on vacation. Went to San Francisco. Oh yeah, nice yeah. Walked walked t- walked fifteen kilometers in San Francisco. Oh, That's yeah. what you do in that city. <clears throat> if you take it's, an Uber in that city, you're wasting your time. But I, I highly recommend. Like we just we hit up like. Stuff that was pretty much free and ate some good food, so it's it's a nice city. You can see like a lot of, a lot of like, neat things. Did you so. go down to the wharf? Is that what we did? Fish Fisherman's Wharf. Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah, yeah. And we went to this like uh, they had this old like arcade from like games from like the 1920s to yeah. like, a little bit modern. Yep. Yeah, it's it's free too. So you just go in and you can get, you, stuff costs a quarter fifty cents and play. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> Did, fun fun fact. Uh, did y'all know that pinball was once illegal in the United States? No, why? Uh, because uh, yeah, real fun fact. Because literally depressing. No, it's not because uh, at one point it would give you your like you could earn your money back and other like more money back the longer you played. That was a gambling thing. It was oh, consensus. Yeah, that's the way it was, and then they realized, like, okay, gambling is becoming outlawed places, so they changed it to like free balls and free lives or whatever. You know, it is today. And uh, old LaGuardia himself, when he was mayor of New York City, uh, had pinball machines and gambling machines all, like slot machines, like, uh, you know, declared illegal. Well, okay, well, slot machines, no-brainer. But pinball machines, people would still play them in, like, uh, basements and in uh, attics of bars and and places. Bootleg. Yep, and uh, so LaGuardia launched a raid one day in New York City and had police officers dragging pinball machines out in the streets and smashing them with, like, sledgehammers and shit. And, like, there's photos of his jackass, like, his bad airport having ass out there smashing a sledgehammer through pinball machines. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he should have been fucking demolishing his own design for an airport. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous to see people freaking out about fucking pinball machines. He's like, calm your calm your tits. Everybody fucking calm down. <clears throat> anyway, that was my fun fact. Derek, uh, the rest of your time in San Francisco was uh, was uh, well spent. Did you have any good food in San Fran? 
Yeah, we went to Chinatown. Um, had had a thing called egg custard, which was awesome. Uh, we went with with somebody that had kind of knows the city pretty well. Okay, so that that was pretty handy. Uh, Ghirardelli, the uh, chocolate, oh, the chocolatier. Yeah. Did you buy? Uh, did you buy some of the the uh, broken chocolate, like the shit uh, that fell off the line or whatever? Uh, we didn't see that. They would just give you like a free sample when you went in the store. So uh, I was like, oh, so sweet. Yeah. They normally sell like so they have these like I don't I, I think it's like a five pound block or whatever that they sell people, and sometimes those when they cool off and they move them, they'll crack and then they'll repackage them and you can buy like a square that's like a quarter pound, um, but because it's not in the mold and it's not a full thing, um, they'll sell it to you for like three bucks, five bucks, whatever. It's just it's just. Just, just cosmetics, essentially. Yeah, it's just extra yeah. chocolate. They don't, they didn't think they could sell mm, trash chocolate. <laughs> the Gerhard Billy <laughs> Square is 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 pretty awesome. Yeah, it's 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 really neat. Uh, they had like a fancy cheese shop. I went and got fancy cheeses. Yeah. Um, fancy cheese. A, a, a fancy cheese. I didn't get cheeses. <laughs> so, did you? How far is San Fran from you? Hour and a half. Well, so when uh, when I'm down there, I'm headed to Palo Alto in like April. Okay, we should yeah. uh, try to hook up for a dinner or something. That that'd be cool. Um, it's also just news. We we could just we'll we'll make plans after we talk talk off, off cast. No, I no, guess. no. Y'all exchange numbers. <laughs> yeah, sure yeah, yeah. yeah, here's my number and <laughs> here's my address. Just swing by. Opportunity. I don't have very many. I don't know how many days I have left. I always think it's kind okay. of neat too because you have these giant companies based out of you know Palo Alto and like we're just right there. Um, Stanford's That's there, awesome. that sort of thing. So. That's where Theranos is. All the big companies. All the yeah, big companies. I've, I watched the documentary on, on Theranos. Did you listen to the? You should listen to the podcast uh, about. It's all just comedy. It is. It well, it's comedy until that one guy kills himself, and then you're just like, "Oh yeah, she's a fucking also, asshole." Hey, hey, just to, just to relate this back, you know what else is comedy? Okay, okay. So apparently, I'm not convinced that this Elizabeth Holmes jackass is going to be really <laughs> downtrodden for the rest of her life. Yeah, no, she's not. Yeah, so we all need to remember that she did this because at at some point. She might lead the small business council in the fucking White House because Rick Perry <laughs> committed massive insurance fraud, like Medicare insurance fraud to the tune of no one's ever done it to this level in Florida ever. And the president's about to employ him to the, hey, we need a new idea for Obamacare council. So we need to bring together these people who know the medical field and yeah, Rick Scott, not Rick Perry. I was going to say, hold on. What the fuck is Rick Perry doing yeah. in Florida? No, Rick Scott. <laughs> so confused. He's like, hey, well, yeah, they're, all, they're both assholes. I mean, it's not. I'm not Rick arguing Scott. that point. No, no. Rand Paul is an optometrist. I believe Rick Scott was a dentist. But he, like, committed massive Medicare fraud. And, yeah, he's about to uh, suggest how we fix Obamacare. He's got input into that. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be done completely uh, ethically, and only the best ideas will win. Rick Scott looks like a fucking penis. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, <laughs> his looks, eyes are always so wide. He looks like his head looks like the head of a dick. That's 
It's all I can say. You think I hear silence, but you guys clearly have never seen the man. I'm, I'm just fun. telling you. I'm going to share my screen. He is a penis on shoulders. He is, he, it, it, but find one where his eyes are massively big. Like uh-uh, I don't care. How about I this mean, one? Yeah, I mean, no, no, it's just terrible. Like but the man that looks is, like he's shocked at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, and and plus he can't right, grow eyes. So you know, fucking medi- mm. like mentally insane. Maybe, um, maybe he was. Uh, I don't know. I, he was born that way. Uh, what I will say about Rick Scott, fucking fuck, right there. Not forget this man literally committed the largest Medicare insurance fraud in the history of fucking. He looks like a fucking Fred Durst impersonator. What? No, Rick Scott doesn't <laughs> look like a Fred Durst impersonator. <laughs> Go back to that. <laughs> no, that wasn't Rick Scott. That's why I've been playing I don't give a shit. He looks exactly like a flea impersonator. Look uh, at that. Yeah, right. Yeah. That is. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. This Parker guy's would about say to that decide she... our, our future of Obamacare. It's so great that, you know, he literally committed fraud and he's about to. Yeah. Maybe the first thing he'll do is just cut insurance for disabled veterans. Oh, why not? <laughs> Betsy DeVos, <laughs> Betsy DeVos cut cut fucking special ed down to absolutely tradition, nothing. Tradition. You start with the most sensitive stuff. Topic. <laughs> you move backwards. They're, yeah, they're it just like. Works. Can we take? Can we? You're talking about the Special Olympic thing, right? Like, uh, well, yeah, not only Special Olympics, but uh, total special education at the at the public school level in total, they cut it by like fifty million dollars or some shit. Why? Like that. I have no idea. I guess to give more money to charter schools, which are oh so fucking uh, useful. I guess I don't know. I honestly have no idea. That one hit a little close to home in uh, Brian's house. Uh, uh, Mrs. Brian was to say up in arms is an understatement. She was she was uh, ready to fucking fight. It was great. It was fantastic. But yeah, no, yeah. Let's just cut that. Why do we need that for the Special Olympics? Fuck it. What do we fucking care about those people? Fuck them. That's just... <clears throat> oh, I don't know where's our society going? Well, I don't know. It's it's just it's white people and then the others is what we refer <laughs> to it now. Uh I don't even think it's it's I don't know if you've heard the policies of Ben Shapiro, but apparently oh, someone dude. in the Economist called him an alt right nationalist and he goes, How dare you? I am an yet, he's he's I'm a white sharing. nationalist. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, alt right encompasses more than just. I, I know. Right? So, anyways, he's like, he's like, how dare you? I'm against the alt right, and I speak out against them, and da 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 da. And he literally shared white separatist movement like propaganda. propaganda. Not even three weeks ago. Like <sighs> talking about if if you're a person out there thinking. The Afrikaner nation in South Africa is a persecuted group. The you might be a white nationalist. <laughs> <laughs> you this might be bullshit. a white supremacist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I was talking to my dad about this today. Like, the right wing extremist group in the conservative party have successfully been able to kind of generate a light white supremacist version of the truth right like call it a it's a light version it's just a little bridge it's like <laughs> it's like introducing someone to a little bit of heroin so you say hey you know 
there are a lot of murders on farms in South Africa. Shouldn't these white people get their own country? Back. And then it's like it's like a little not back. They no, literally I, are just I, like I, I know that's what it, that's that's how it starts. Like, oh, they was like, taken from them. Yeah, Israel style, right? Yeah. Like they're just trying to be peaceful in Africa, and then they're like, it's a little drop in the fucking ocean, mm-hmm. and then these ripples start appearing, and all of a sudden these people are like QA non crazy motherfuckers out there starting talking about like da 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 white people are being suppressed. And you're like, mm, yeah, really. So it's this little like introductory kernel that the Sean Hannitys, the Ingrams, the Levins, the Becks, all these white, like crazy right wing and Coulter types, they spread on a daily basis. It introduces people to extremist propaganda on a very, very introductory level, like giving someone a Citra IPA. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're fucking jonesing for mosaic. Exactly. You yeah. give them an everything Citra, eventually they go to the fucking West Coast. Like, it <laughs> just is what it is. Derek, I don't know if you remember the time that I, like before we started brewing together uh, and I made the comment like, oh, the only way to make an IPA is just throw more hops in it. Fast forward to like three months later and I'm making a 60-minute continuously hopped double IPA <laughs> that tear the fucking enamel off your teeth. And I was like, this is great. This is probably the best beer I've ever had in my life. Right, so it happens. Right. Overnight. It happens overnight, it, people. It does, it does. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. Like crack addiction. <laughs> it is. My, my, my yeah. love for hops. Got more hops. You got any more of those more I've got hops stored right now in my fridge. I haven't brewed in almost a year. And I've got like I've got laurel coming out my ass because I like Are it. They- Molding? No, no, they're properly packaged and sealed. Don't worry. Oh, fair enough. I was about to. Yeah, no, no, no need to. Midwest Brewery. No need to freak out. Do, no, 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 no. It's local homebrew shop. Uh, they do nitrogen seal oh, on sorry. all their stuff. Anyway, uh, what I was gonna actually bring up, uh, Frank. You talk a lot about South Africa. At some point in time, maybe not tonight because we're running a little long, but we should talk about your history and your family's history and how you might know so goddamn much about. Uh, um, how you say white nationalist propaganda and how it can oh. affect government, uh, in uh, in y'all's experience in South Africa. Like I said, maybe not tonight, but at some point in time, we should definitely touch on it because I think one of the things that we've been lacking here on Nobody Left Behind is uh, some credibility for what we're saying. Um, oh, and did, how would you ever assume? <laughs> well, I, because I mean, I, I think that's that's We're where you're talking about shit. <laughs> but think, but like that's nothing. where that's where a lot of people like miss the miss the mark on how serious some of the stuff that we talk about is. It's it's not just people drink, you know drinking beer and talking shit. It's people drinking beer talking shit with like sometimes intimate knowledge of the subject matter they're discussing. Uh, like there was people here in uh, the DFW beer scene uh, who didn't know that my wife was black so that when i talk about these like racially sensitive topics like it affects me and my family directly yeah yeah yeah. um so uh, things like that Uh, i'm not saying beer related because everybody knows that we're probably the smartest beer people on the internet so we don't have to worry about fucking that's that's only a fair statement (laughs) right (laughs) i think it's underselling us honestly brian brian we're only applicants to the all-star game we don't need to put ourselves there it's a people's vote oh yeah and the people have voted every single week that's right uh <laughs> unanimous first ballot all-star americans every time about it we're not docious <laughs> assholes yeah we're not we're not the Deion sanders's of uh of the nba you know what i'm saying but we might be 
of the NBA. Yeah, he like that. <laughs> the, the one sport he didn't fucking turn pro at. <laughs> so yeah, no. Hey, maybe maybe next time or at some point we do a little bit of like uh, delve into the uh, the backstories of all of the the cast members because I think it'd be good. I mean, it's not obviously I grew up in apartheid, so gives me a very like apartheid is the only system that was worse two people over a longer period of time than the Nazis were. Okay. Not well known, but it was embarrassingly. Uh, I didn't know about it until I met you and I was in goddamn college. (laughs) So I'll tell you, and I'm not going to go into it, but the most impactful thing that ever happened to me in college was sitting in my business law class and my professor, who to this day is still the favorite professor I've ever had, his name is Andrew Urich. If you ever have the chance to take his class in college at Oklahoma State, please do. Um, but he he said, Frank, let me uh, let me let me blow your mind. And he knew us from South Africa, right? So he said that, but I had no idea what he was inferring. And it has been his tradition to run this experiment in this class for literally over two decades. He goes, let me show you how few people in this class know what apartheid is. And he got, he literally was like bold as shit. He was like, I promise you under 20% of this class will know it. And I said, no way. And he said, what do you think? I go, at least 60% of the class will know what apartheid is. Right. And I was being like, when he said 20, I was like, holy shit, I thought it'd be more like 90, but I guess 60. Like, <laughs> I was giving Oklahoma some credit. Don't. And apparently, Oklahoma is just apartheid light. So, essentially, what happened if was. If you think Oklahoma's apartheid light, welcome to Texas. Uh, Texas is a little bit, yeah, okay. Um, it's, it, it's significantly different than the outskirts of Oklahoma. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will just say that. Like, it's go, very... go, go, go on though. So, okay. so I'm saying Oklahoma is inbred. Um, so what ends up happening in the, in the, uh, in the class is he goes, okay, class, how many people, um, know what apartheid is? And I swear to you, this was a class of like 86 or 90 kids and 10 people raised their hand. And he said, uh, yeah, so that's even less than I thought. Uh, Frank, did are you shocked by this? And I go, yeah, very. He goes, don't be. He goes, <laughs> this happened in these kids' lifetimes. They never fucking learned about it. They know everything about American history three times over. <laughs> but they know nothing about anything that happened outside of this country. Do, do you was- think that's changing with the internet? Cause- no. No? No. It's It's changing for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, it's being it's manipulated. Changing, the it's being manipulated significantly, and and quite frankly, the Afrikaner plight story out of South Africa is the most um, important kind of data point out there. Because what's happening is there's there's this false belief, and I'll I'll cover it quickly. There's a false belief that Afrikaners are being killed, white people on their farmlands in perpetuity at a greater rate than any other race. There's this massive white genocide out there and very, very um, kind of prominent people on the right, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram. There's this new lady called Laura Summers, whatever. They talk about this on a daily basis, like 
cover it at least weekly, if not monthly, but sometimes daily. They talk about this persecution and how white people are being persecuted, and we need to be careful. Similarly to how they talked about Christians being persecuted in the Middle East for a long time. Um, the, the agenda that they've got is to make white people feel threatened so that they can add other fear factors locally on top of this fearsome burden that people are persecuting white people in other parts of the world. Their problem is their factual basis for making these claims are at the very best sand and at the very kind of worst non-existent. Like there's, there's no greater version than like you're standing on a very, very fucking sandy foundation. So what, what they're claiming is not statistically significant within the society, right? So violence in South Africa is a big thing. Um, we have one of the highest murder rates in the world. Right. What you're saying is st- statistical noise. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you're specifically kind of drowning out all the other murders and you look at white farm murders, it seems high and it is high. But statistically, it's irrelevant. It's no more likely than getting murdered as a black person living in Soweto where a lot of them live, right? Like it's, it's when, when you, when you get down to kind of the statistical analysis, it's selective statistics at best. Um, And at worst, it's just being extremely disingenuous with what you're trying to kind of make a point out of. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, really messed up and we we definitely at one point need to get into kind of i agree with you brian the backstories of of kind of why we talk about some of the things we talk about because the we all have some deep-rooted knowledge in certain subjects and we share it yeah and uh, sometimes we share it without people maybe fully giving credit to uh why we share it and i think that's kind of what sets us apart as uh, from a lot of other podcasts and a lot of other shit happening on social media in general right now is that we do have, I mean, even people with pretty intimate beer knowledge talking about shit uh, week to week on here. And yeah, most people don't know that I helped Brian pass a Cicerone exam. None of that's true other than me passing <laughs> my certified Cicerone exam. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it's one of those like, it, there it's you don't like to talk about out loud how proud you are of accomplishments or why you can speak uh with an educated uh, voice on certain things so that might be kind of hard and maybe that's why people don't do it as often but at the same time like it's very easy to see people talk shit on twitter um but it's more difficult to explain why you're talking shit and why your shit talking needs to be like should be heard and valued over other people. And us yeah. having a podcast gives us that voice and that opportunity to give ourselves some credit where credit is due. So look forward to that. And we're going to try to do it without being douchey about it. Does that make sense? That kind of an Brian, agreement across the board? What you're talking about. Do what? Said, I know no other way. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know no other way than being douchey or not being douchey. <laughs> exactly. I worked on Wall Street. Oh, okay. oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about your your Wall Street dick flop that we discussed when you and Parker came to visit. God damn it. Uh, I, was called, I was called pretentious. He, well, it was when accurate. I took my first beer okay. at his house during his birthday weekend. Oh. Shocking. Couldn't uh, even like... I was like, I drove six hours, no, four hours. 
spent two hours at a gallery, <laughs> waited to pick Parker up, then drove to your house only to be called pretentious in my first beer. But maybe because you spent two hours at a gallery, that might have helped you not be pretentious. I just, I'm saying what the people are thinking right now when they heard that descriptor. Yeah, <laughs> thank yeah. you. You're at a gallery. I, was, yeah. I went. I don't know if you've ever seen a fashion design. Uh, this is not helping. Not helping at all. You need a PR you, person. Shockingly interesting because the shit that happens on the runway. That stitching, oh, I'm not a pro. pro. <laughs> Changed your life. I'm playing it's this to help us all out. Shit. Like, yeah, no wonder. People are sitting 30 feet away from this stitching. Oh, God. You can't see it. You get up close, you're like, wow, this looks like a fucking ragtag bunch. <laughs> uh, I feel yeah. like Frank is trying to sell us some bot shoes that he uh, bought online. I'm not. I'm speaking to a very serious problem in the fashion industry get up close to those dresses tell me they don't look like shit all right you know what i'm not gonna do any of that matter of fact a lot of us here on the podcast are uh like we have to keep a certain distance away from fashion shows uh ryan being registered as a sex offender it's not god damn it when you say it directly not funny anymore creepy when you leave it to interpretation funny because there's no. no reason we would be there's no I reason mean, we would be banned from a fashion show be honest about it brian and and i'm i'm including the we royally because i don't want parker to feel bad right shows <laughs> that are hitting facts okay anyway all the time every time all right i'm gonna mute your mic as i get us out of here all right everybody uh that Tsukaba is kicking me in the chest like a fucking mule right now. <laughs> this is a big-ass beer, man. Uh, I've enjoyed my time with y'all tonight and every night. Thank you for joining us. Um, be sure to rate and review us over on iTunes, because that's the only goddamn place you can review podcasts, apparently. Tell your friends about us, though, because we would really appreciate any, uh, any little bump and listens, any bump and, uh, bump and subscriptions, whatever you can do for us. We really appreciate it. Be sure to go over and check us out on Twitter and Instagram, at NoBeerLeftCast. Um, please, throw us some suggestions this week, or uh, whenever you're listening to this, throw us some sh- suggestions on what we should be drinking. Uh, we're kind of all over the country, and uh, so there's no telling. Maybe if you get something regionally that you don't think we can get, maybe we can, Okay. Love to hear it. And uh, until next time, for Brian here in North Texas, I'm out. From Derek in Davis, California, I'm out. <laughs> for Frank, far, far, far uh, eastern, well, I guess southeastern Salt Lake City, I'm really happy our governor just legalized sex outside of marriage. I'm out. Beep!